Welcome to Breaking the Barrier, a podcast focused on Western trailblazers who are breaking barriers both in and out of the arena. I'm your host, Rebel Seclocha, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by someone who truly has been a trailblazer in the Western industry. I'm visiting with Jordan Tierney, Miss Rodeo America, also known as the official ambassador for the professional sport of rodeo. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you, Rebel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to do this. So today I want to give everyone the opportunity to get to know Jordan, the woman under the crown, rather than just Miss Rodeo America. So I'd like to delve into your story and upbringing a little before we delve into your current role. So to start, talk about how rodeo shaped you growing up and at what point did you realize it was something you could make your own? My background is very involved in rodeo and ranching for sure. We moved down to our ranch when I was about a year old. It's just in the Southern Hills, about 20 minutes from Hot Springs, South Dakota. That's like the big town everyone knows. Because when I say oral, um, it's about 60 people, like if that. <laughs> it's just a little town. And um, it had a school at one point. There's, that's where me and my sister and my brother, we went to elementary school before we went into Hot Springs for high school. So it's got its little charm, but it's, it's definitely very remote. We raise commercial Black Angus. We have about 150 cow-calf pairs. And actually, a little fun fact, this past year, I finally took a leap of faith and started my own little humble herd, which I am very excited about. That's exciting. I'm always like, Dad, how are they doing? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, with... um. I know we're not talking about this yet, but with COVID this year, it was kind of nice to be home and help with that, not just because it's my parents' cows, but it's also mine now too, you know, so I get to help help with that as well. So my background is very much growing up on a ranch. I don't remember the exact um, date when I first entered, you know, my first rodeo, but I remember just being on horses at a very, very young age, uh, whether that was, you know, working cattle, whether that was competing at rodeos. Um, whatever it was, I do remember growing up on the back of a horse. Although when I was about five years old, um, I had a really bad horse accident. Um, it really scared me. And so for about three years, I like was so stubborn, I would not even like touch a horse. <laughs> and my parents, it was probably one of the most frustrating things for them um, because they just couldn't see, you know, why why I just couldn't get over it and and just get back on the horse, you know. And I was just so frustrated. And um, my sister had a friend that went to elementary school with her, and she always came over to our horse because she really – or over to our house because she always really liked to ride horses. And so she slowly got me riding again. First horse that I started riding again when I was about – I mean, I was probably about eight or nine after my wreck – which happened when I was about five. So I took about three years um, where I did not even touch a horse. And the first horse back that I started riding was my brother's young keel horse. Her name, well, actually I named her and I named her princess. (laughs) (laughs) He was really, uh, he did not like the name at first, but it wore on him. And now everyone knows her as princess. She's about 22 years old now. She was such a good horse. And she was actually really young when I started riding her. She was about five years old. She just took care of me. She was like one of those amazing horses that just know, you know, when they have a kid or like a timid rider on them and they just take care of them. She was a big reason 
I got my confidence back in horses. When I started competing again, uh, I started running barrels on Princess, and she was actually a pretty nice little barrel horse. That's really where I got my competitive spirit back again um, when it came to rodeo. She helped me figure out how to win again, and that rodeo was fun, and, you know, horses were not something to be scared of. And so it's kind of um, an interesting story. My mom always says, every world champion has a kid that humbles them. And I was my dad (laughs) because I was not about it. Like I, he probably was just so frustrated by it. I can imagine, you know, Paul Tierney, he doesn't take uh, kindly to people. (laughs) And his little stubborn, you know, redheaded daughter was like, absolutely not. (laughs) But the, the accident I actually had was I was with my dad. We were going out to get some cows and, and I was on his, a heel horse of his that I'd ridden the night before at a rodeo, at a pro rodeo that we went to. And I think it was like over the 4th of July, like there was fireworks, you know, loud music, a loud PRCA rodeo. And I rode this horse around in the roundup or in the warm up pin, like all night. And um, so the next day he's like, oh, well, they're perfect. We'll go out and we'll just get some cows and Jordan can ride Mac. So I was going out and I was so excited to be on Mac again because I really liked him from the night before and I started getting my energy up and I remember my dad telling me like calm down you need to calm down you know he's feeling all that energy you need to calm down and then he just like took off at a dead sprint and I freaked out (laughs) (laughs) and I threw the reins down I grabbed it onto his neck and then I slid underneath him and I just remember him like jumping over me. It was very, uh, it was not fun. No, I'm visualizing all this. I can only imagine <laughs> little Jordan. Yeah. So then when I fell down and, uh, you know, everything kind of settled, my dad came over to me and I just got up and I like marched back to the house. I was so <laughs> mad. And he wonders where I get my temper from. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So you mentioned your dad, Paul Tierney, being a world champion, and your mom's very talented as well. Did you feel any extra pressure growing up with such big shoes to fill? You know, at times you do, but my parents are really some great coaches, and they, throughout their life, you know, they've really dug into some great information, you know, um, self-help and all that kind of stuff, like how to be successful and get out of your own head kind of kind of messaging and so they were always pouring that into us kids and one thing I always remember like my parents telling me is that you know Jordan people really only care about themselves like they really don't pay attention like as much as you might think they do so you don't have to impress someone else you just need to do the best you can for yourself and it was kind of that messaging of like it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of you. What's going to make you happy? What's going to, you know, help you get to the next level? And you can't, you can't measure yourself to someone else's success. You know, they say comparison is the thief of joy. And that's so true. And yeah, you definitely 100%. I'm not going to sit here and say you can get in your head when your dad's a world champion, you know, and your mom's a very accomplished cowgirl and, you feel like you're behind your peers. You 100% can, but I was very blessed to have parents that just poured good information into me and my siblings. And so I I always just tried to, you know, get out of my head as much as possible when it came to that. You have a lot of experience in a competitive setting, whether that be rodeo queen pageants, college rodeoing, etc. 
What advice do you have or, or what does your mental framework look like when you're getting ready to compete? My mental, my mental preparation, so I'm a big visual person. So I will like find a quiet place, whether that's, you know, at a rodeo, I'll go sit off over by myself. Like if I'm at a rodeo queen pageant, you know, I'll go stand off by myself and I'll visualize what I need to do. And for example, when it comes to roping, what's going to be your start? Uh, what's your calf going to do? And you, you visualize that, what's your swing look like? What are you going to do when you, you know, have your first shot, that kind of thing. And then when it comes to like rodeo queen pageant, for me, it's like, okay, so what, if you have to model on stage, what's the path going to be that you're going to take, you know, with modeling? When you get that question, you know, what's your breasts look like? That seems so like silly and minute, but for me, it's really just having every single plan in my head then it just takes all the like worry and concern out of it and kind of that um, anxiety about it. So, I mean, they're, they're different types of competition, but it's, it's that same, that same thing of like having a process and a plan really helps you feel more relaxed. There are a lot of young women who look up to you as Miss Rodeo America and will likely do so long after your reign's over. What <laughs> advice would you give those young girls or even your younger self? I would say just go for it. I had a lot of doubt before I decided to run for my first Rodeo Queen pageant because people are familiar with my story. It was later on in my life when I decided to do it. I was about 23 years old um, when I did compete for my first title. And I was so worried that my lack of experience would hinder me. But I'm so happy I went for it. And if you have any doubts, you know, it might not be lack of experience, but if you have any doubts in anything, you know, the worst that can happen is you're going to fail and you're going to learn from it and you're going to grow. Hindsight, that's a blessing. You know, that's, you're still succeeding because you're still pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. You're still, um, you know, growing in your life skills and your people skills and everything that comes along with rodeo queening. So just take the leap of faith. There's so many people in our industry that are willing to help. Um, so many people that have a servant's heart that are just want to help girls, want to help them succeed and see them grow professionally. And So if anyone sees you on social media, you're dressed to the nines, rhinestone to high heavens all the time, and it looks very glamorous, but you're also totally cowgirl. Yourself and last year's Miss Rodeo America, Eva Oliver, have kind of coined this saying, punchy but pretty. Um, yeah. Can you explain what that saying means to you? Yeah, so I mean... And it might have been the fact that I was, you know, my mom was a former rodeo queen. Um, but just ever since I was little, it's never been, it's never been I had to be one or the other. You know, at home, I'll be in dirty pants that I haven't washed for like several days. <laughs> and they've, they've got manure all over them. And, you know, I wear the same dirty sweatshirt outside and I haven't worn makeup or brushed my hair in days. <laughs> um, but then when I get to like go to town, you know, I, I get a clean up, I get to curl my hair, I get to put on my fake eyelashes and my, and my, you know, uh, most rind out, rhinestoned out clothes. And um, you can do both. And I think that's something that my parents, you know, my mom and my dad have always encouraged us girls that when you look your best, you feel your best. You can be both punchy and pretty. You can go out there, get the job done alongside the boys and then go inside and take a few minutes to get ready and look like a million dollars you don't have to choose one or the other and, and i love makeup hair blingy clothes 
I mean, I'm all about it. I've been about it my entire life. <laughs> so for me, um, it's just a way that I can really express that like side of me, but I'm not scared to get those clothes dirty. You know what I mean? It's just clothes. You can go take up to the dry cleaners. <laughs> you can, you know, always replace them. Like it's just material things, but, but a hard work ethic, you know, that's something that no matter what I'm dressed up, like a uh, hard work ethic, you know, coachability, that's what I always want to bring to the table. Circling back around to the Miss Rodeo America pageant, what was your why for wanting to be Miss Rodeo America? And how has being a rodeo queen influenced the trajectory of your life? My why definitely comes from a deep-rooted love for this industry. And I remember, so I graduated college from Shadron State in 2017, and I was working at a great job um, in at Hot Springs. I was the office manager at a physical therapy clinic there. And I just, I felt like I wasn't doing the industry that raised me justice with, with my degree that I had. And I just, I felt like I could do more. And it really was a God thing. So I came home one winter day and my sister in 2018, she goes, Jordan, I think you should run for Miss Rodeo South Dakota. And it had always been something in the back of my mind. And I'd seen girls that had taken their state title or um, taken their Miss Rodeo America title and have just catapulted themselves into phenomenal careers within our industry and have really been part of that growth. You know, look at Amy Wilson, um, Ashley Andrews, like girls like that, Jennifer Douglas Smith. I just admired those ladies so much. And I just saw an opportunity to really be part of this industry and, and figure out the way that I was going to be part of that growth. Because you can either, you know, sit and be complacent in it and then complain about things not happening, or you can be part of it. And I wanted to be part of it. Rodeo queening was a way that I saw that I could really make those connections with people, get that experience. And I mean, the experience is a huge thing. Talking in front of crowds of people, you know, being able to handle yourself um, as you independently travel across the United States with two <laughs> 50-pound bags of luggage. You know what I mean? Like, that sense of independence you get and just so much that comes along with it. So, so my why was, um, is really deep rooted in, in being a positive influence on rodeo in the Western way of life. Um, because I don't want to sit back and then 20 years down the road, you know, and one day my kids ask me, well, mom, what did you do? And I can't feel good about what I did. I want to be proud of that. And, this is really a way that I, I saw an avenue for me to do that. You mentioned wanting to take on the challenges of this industry. So in your opinion, what is the biggest challenge the rodeo or agriculture industry is facing? Or what opportunities do you see emerging? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's really been um, on my mind a lot lately. I was literally just uh, working cows on Sunday with my parents. And as we were moving moving cows, I was just thinking about, you know, kind of uh, me being demonized lately in the, you know, in the last few years, I've really seen it um, catch speed with like the fake meat industry. And number one, people have the absolute choice to choose whatever their diet is. That is, you know, that is not what I'm talking about. But we also have the right as producers, as ranchers, as farmers to defend our way of life and, you know, not to sit back and let it be demonized. And I really look at girls like Amanda Radke from South Dakota. She's a huge beef advocate. Her um, influence through social media, I'm pretty sure she like works out of her home and the reach that she's been able to have has been phenomenal. I grab from that kind of inspiration. And I, I number one, I see that as a huge thing right now. And 
kind of being on the forefront and figuring out how to be a good spokesperson and how to relay our message in a positive way that doesn't, you know, um, preclude people's right to choose whatever diet they want, but to present the facts and present, um, you know, that we do make our life in an honest way, that we are stewards of the land and of the animals. So that's the message I want to promote. Your life is sort of on hold right now to serve as Miss Rodeo America for not one, but two years because of COVID-19. Where do you see yourself after the crown? My my plans for the future are really open-ended because like I've mentioned before, I am really, um, you know, I'm a big believer in God holding my future. I don't know what's in it, but he does. And I'm just going to trust in him and his plan and his process. I've done that this far and I've gotten, you know, I've gotten some amazing opportunities. With Miss Rodeo America, I get a $20,000 educational scholarship, which I will be pursuing my master's in business when um, I am done. And I'll be doing it online so that I can start working right away. <laughs> I <laughs> you know, two years, two years out of the workforce, I'm ready to get back in it. But I don't know exactly where I will be working. But I'm hoping that some connections come out of this, you know, whether that's working for the PRCA or working for a major sponsor in rodeo, or working for a beef magazine or an agriculture magazine, like something along those lines where I can use my life experience, my experience as being Miss Rodeo America, and my educational background, and just, you know, the way that I've grown up. And so, you know, I know it is it is kind of a cliche question, like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? Um, but I've just allowed myself to have freedom in letting that that future be flexible because I don't want to give my, myself a strict laid out plan because things can change, you know, doors can close, but other ones are going to open for sure. And so to be ready for those opportunities to come my way is what I can do for myself. To kind of wrap things up from your experiences thus far, what's something you'd like to share with those in the industry? I just want to encourage girls, boys, anyone, you know, young people in our industry that, if you listen to this and, you know, whatever your plan, if you want to stay within this industry and keep being an advocate for it, you know, get involved. There's FFA, there's 4-H, you know, there's so many avenues. Um, listen to podcasts, you know, of people um, in our industry and how we can help, how we can be part of that growth because it really does start at a young age. Don't wait until you're 23 like me, <laughs> you know, start you know figuring out what that looks like for you i just encourage people especially in our industry because we got to have loud voices and we got to um, be respectful but we also got to you know be heard once again that was jordan tierney miss rodeo america also known as the official ambassador for the professional sport of rodeo i'm rebel Seclocha, and you're listening to the breaking the barrier podcast presented by the rural radio network